Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and we're back with another episode, episode 134 coming at you. And it was a hot minute, we said, since we uh, recorded and released our last one. Before that, it had been almost a year. I actually went back to that episode a year ago just to compare sound quality because we did make some adjustments to our equipment, mainly adding a twist tie. And uh, I noticed that we told that same Mark Marin story last September. So one thing, I guess we're going to need to work on our celebrity encounter so we have some interesting content. And it obviously made quite an impression on you, Jeff. Well, if you're going to repeat yourself, you might as well do it a year later. I mean, (laughs) that's right. I mean... (laughs) In case people were downloading a few episodes, and hopefully you liked the last one, we are doing a bit of a new format, talking about other people's tips, giving our commentary, allows us just to go off on some more tangents and have some regular conversation, which is really the part of the podcast we enjoyed most anyway. Yeah, absolutely. You know, last time we talked about king-size beds, I went on to a little rant about the patriarchy, and I thought to myself, hey, you know what? Maybe kings are just a little bit bigger than queens, and that's why they need a bigger bed. So then I went and researched it because that's what I do. And the majority are the same length. So it's just the width. width. Maybe it's kings not... were wider then, you know? <laughs> but I mean, king beds are exceptionally wide. I mean, whenever they have the House Hunters International and they have Americans on, they'll often talk about king size beds being so common in the States. And I guess they are a bit here in Canada as well. And how they're ever going to fit them in the room. They are enormous. I wonder which king it was back in history that made it so that they're called king-size beds. Maybe he was a king with many wives and he needed the extra you That's know, true. bed space. Yep. Cool. Bed space. <laughs> I have fact-checked that because I have absolutely no idea. But it's a theory. I did want to talk about an amazing birthday gift that Jeff got me for my birthday. And it was a bird feeder. Ah, yes. I've been going on about wanting a bird feeder most of the summer, and I just hadn't taken the time to get one. So Jeff and uh, our son went and picked one out and filled it up with bird seed. And we thought, oh, it's going to take them a little while to find it. It didn't. No, it didn't take them long at all. But the cons are bird caca. Yeah, so we peeked through. We got back one day. We peeked through the fence to see if there was any birds at our feeder and there were these cute little birds. By the time we got into the house and looked out the window, all you could see were wings flapping of a pigeon. And then Jeff had a little bit of bird feeder rage, opened the door to yell at the pigeon. The pigeon flew off. And our son's like, why don't you want the pigeon to eat the food? Is it because they're bigger and uglier? And I said, yes, pigeons are the rats of the sky. And then it made (laughs) me wonder... Why don't we want the pigeons to eat the food? Why do we only want the cute little birds to eat the food? I think we know now why. Because they emptied the entire feeder in less than a week. Not that. It's the, it's the, you know, colossal poops compared to the tiny little birds. <laughs> I know. We, King-size poops. Yes, king-size poops. It's been a weird day, too, because first there I'm not... I'm not superstitious, but in the words of Michael Scott, I am a, a little stitious. Yeah. So... When I go out to our planter out front and see that there's a dead bird in it because the bird had hit a window 
Now, this is on a different side of the house from where the feeder was, but basically had run to the window and hopefully died instantly, but it was laying on its back. So then I asked for Jeff's help and he grabbed it by one of the tail feathers, which I could hear my mother's voice saying, don't touch dead birds. They're covered in mites and other things. And I... You know, you probably just shouldn't touch that, dead birds anyway, but she had a good reason. Yeah, I don't think that bird was dead too long. No, but. well, and then I just like, can you open up the compost bin for me? Because we have a large compost bin in the yard. I opened up the lid and then he threw it from a distance, which I was not expecting. And so I had to dodge the dead bird, but it did get into the compost bin. It didn't bin. even come close to you. You just thought it was going to. Well, it was close that's... enough. I was holding the lid and it went into the bin. So that was closer than I wanted to be to the dead bird. It was closer than I wanted to be to the compost bin, yeah. really. So then as we were driving away, we both wondered whether the bird was really dead or just stunned and whether we had just put it into a, a giant compost bin. Coffin. Compost, and this sounds coffin. absolutely horrible. But we thought it was the best way to discard it. It will go back to nature. And we did open the go back and open the compost lid and made sure that it wasn't flapping around in there. Yeah. So between empty bird feeders and dead birds hitting the window, it's been a week. Is it Alfred Hitchcock that had the, the birds? Yep. Yeah, that's the one of his famous movies. So maybe they're going a little nuts. Maybe they were, you know, angry about us. Basically, we left the feeder empty for a few days i don't yeah, know teach them a lesson not to poop everywhere yeah because it, they're just going to start pooping again anyways it's not too bad well i don't think they're ready to learn a lesson because that whole bird brain expression doesn't come from just anywhere yeah i think you know they're a little little slow in the yeah. learning curve but that's that so that's what went on in our world this week it was all about the birds we're going to talk about tips and the first one i've got is don't buy CDs for people because they have Spotify. And so I'll mention that this tip sounds a bit old because I don't know how many people are buying CDs for people anyway. Actually, we've sort of moved back to vinyl. So I wonder, do you think we'll move back to CDs? CDs are already more popular than they have been in a long time now. Like they're just so cheap. That's probably why. And uh, if you're after the music, you know, a physical copy of the music, which I like, CDs are the cheapest way to go. It just seems so tedious. Do you remember those big giant CD towers that used to be the thing in the 80s and 90s? Yes. I remember. I never had one. But oh, yeah. we had one. We had Did one. You? And then it was quickly filled and then it had another tower that didn't quite match, but was close to the same height at least. Yeah. But there's something unique about vinyl and the artwork and I guess the whole experience of vinyl that I don't, I'm not sure you get that same experience with a CD. No, you definitely don't. I mean, they're both physical copies of the music, but at the same time, like you said, you get the big artwork. It's just a, a little bit more tangible, like, let's say. Well, why know. do you think vinyl came back? I don't think vinyl ever really left too far. I mean, it did become a little unpopular and a little expensive and stuff, but... It's more expensive now than ever. I hardly ever buy brand new records now or anything. They they start, like here anyways, in St. John, they start at like $35 or so. Well, what like, do they call it when you sort of have that crackly? Is that artifact? What What is it called? Like that, Not it's not quite clean and crisp, the sound of Just crackly. Just like, you know, just... But yeah, there's something nostalgic static. about the fact that the sound isn't perfectly clear like yeah, you might get on a CD. I, I like hearing the, the, you know, the history of an album. I, don't, I mean, I don't want it to sound too, too bad. I don't want it to skip. 
I don't want it to be too crackly, too many scratches in the record and stuff. Oh, yeah. If you got to get up and move the needle. Yeah, that's a problem. But other than that, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind seeing the history of the album, you know, even in the artwork and stuff like that, like the cardboard sleeve. I, I don't, that doesn't have to be pristine. My father always wrote his initials on the top corner of every record album. That probably would have drove you insane, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, like if it's a really great record, it definitely brings down the value if you ever wanted to sell it or whatever, you know. But if, if you ever pick up a record and you see a little JB in the corner, listeners, that's my dad. Yeah. All right. Well, I only really read the first part of the tip. So it was to not buy CDs because people have Spotify, but it's recommended that instead buy the merch from a band that they like because. It's more personal, and also they get some much-needed money and support. So you know, usually a lot of bands though they they're so new to you know, or even bands that are really established, all they can really do is CDs. So that is their merch. You know, you can buy a T-shirt, or like you know, if they have one. But if they only have the CD, you might as well might as well pick up the music, right? That's probably what's most important to any band is if you pick up their music, and that is merch. You know, to a degree. I mean. It's not a t-shirt, it's not a mug. Well, and I don't even know, where do things stand with Spotify and artists being properly compensated? Oh, they're horribly compensated, for sure. But uh, it's that one-stop shop where you can pretty much listen to anything. Right. There are certain artists that stand up, like Neil Young and many others, that are just like, yeah, you know what? You don't pay artists enough, so you're not going to carry my music. And they do that. So all the more reason to buy merch directly, buy the music directly from a band. Exactly. And, uh, and yeah. support them in that way. Yeah. All right. So what do you think about that tip? It's a pretty good tip, actually. I like the idea of supporting local music in any way you can, whether it's merch or buying their music. Guess what I'll do? I, if I can, I'll buy local. Or just know? showing up, right? Yeah. Showing up when you have live performances in your in your town, your city. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even supporting, like, you know, the local musicians. It's buying it from the local establishments, the brick and mortar stores, you know, rather than buying it on Amazon or something like that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, keep business local. I mean, Mm. we heard a lot about that during the pandemic. If you don't support local, then you lose local. And uh, so important to support local business. So, and we're blessed with some great record stores here in St. John. Yeah, we got Backstreet Records and Second Spin. Yeah. Both of those record stores have local artist sections, so you can just go there and find some music from your local area. And I'm sure that holds true in most record stores. It does, it does. When we went to Portland, Maine, it was the same thing. I love, that's one of the things I love doing is when we go traveling and if I go to a record store, I love I love to buy something local because you're supporting the store and you're supporting the local artists and you're getting something that you can't get anywhere else. There was some weird record store in London, I remember, that you wanted to go to and I sort of resolute said, so. records was is it? that what it was yeah i think so it's probably not weird it's i just that remember being of, in a basement or something like that and that picture you took of me at the banksy i'm holding a resolute records bag oh okay so that's where we went all right so would you recommend that store if people are in london yeah resolute records. and i should say london england rather than london ontario because we are recording in canada so, so. many great record stores really i don't i can't think of any bad ones really the next tip I have is uh, if your work's done on a computer, get a second monitor. 
So it's less time navigating between windows means more time for thinking. So this is really common office setup that people have their laptop and then they have a large monitor and they basically have multiple windows applications going. I just like the bigger screen because I can see it better. Yeah. I know gamers use like sometimes three screens in for one game kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Now I'm getting all these visions of gamers and hackers and (laughs) people monitoring the stock market. Yeah. So I just don't have the coordination for it. I, I will give you a side tip with this, though, that I picked up at one of my one of my past jobs, is to put a little red dot, uh, a little sticker of some sort on the edge of your monitor. And what it's supposed to do is to remind you every once in a while to move back from your screen, look away, take a break for your eyes. So it's just that oh. visual cue to do that because... Sometimes when we're working, we just end up, if, if you're like me, I know I'll get closer and closer to the screen and I won't even realize how close I am until someone walks in. I realized I've really migrated to within. A, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the red dot you were going to put over your camera so no one can see you, like can hack your camera and control it kind of oh, thing and yes. see you and all that. Well, my hack for that is to build a little slide out of Lego, yeah. a little, you know, backward forward uh clip that goes over your monitor doesn't leave the residue like a post-it note does you know given many virtual meetings that we have that's a great way to to give your camera a cover-up absolutely i saw something on shark tank where they were trying to sell those at a ridiculous price but that was basically what it was a piece of plastic that you slid over the edge of your monitor really uh, to cover up the camera I bet you a lot of people would buy that, though, to be honest, yeah, so they don't have to make one out of Lego. Well, if you got, if you got Lego, do it up. Do it up cheap. <laughs> <laughs> That's my tip. Uh, I'm going to talk about tea. Tea? Tea. Oh, yeah. Okay. Again, random tips. So I read about how long you should steep tea. Jeff's not really a tea or a coffee drinker. No. No, I'm not. I used to drink herbal tea a long time ago. Just every once in a while, but I don't know. I'll get away from it, I guess. Is it hot beverages that are you, you know, is it? No, I don't have anything against hot beverages. I don't know. I just, I just never think of it. I'd rather just have a glass of water. Okay. To be honest. Water's good. So around steeping, it's very simple. I, a lot of times I'll read the box or the little tea bag package to see how long I should steep it. This tip is that green tea is three minutes. Black tea is four. And other herbal teas are five. So three, four, five. What if you go five. over? Is it a blow up? No. See, the thing is, is that I like to leave it in longer because tea, for me, doesn't always have enough flavor. And I feel like if I leave it in there really long, it'll be more satisfying. But also, I just forget to time it or forget that I'm even making tea. And I go right. and do something else. And I'm like, oh, I forgot I was making tea 10 minutes ago. So that's usually how long mine steep for until I remember making tea. Yeah, it works, whatever whatever you work. Like, is it, the longer you steep it, the more, like, sort of flavor and caffeine is infused in your tea? Is Am I wrong in saying that? Or? I kind of feel like it's stronger the longer you leave it in. Yeah, I, I mean, how could it not be? Because it's just going to get more of the flavor or whatever from the tea bag. Right? I know, maybe tea's magical, but I think in terms of logic, that would make sense that it would be stronger. Yeah. And some people drink it and never take the bag out. So there's I always that. find it in the sink. You, I, <laughs> you're, you're talking to me about putting things in the sink? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I put a tea bag in the sink to drain momentarily oh. so then I can put it into the compost and not have it sopping wet in our little compost bin. 
Do you not like to drink the bottom of your cup of coffee either? I'm curious. Well, because I grind it myself and use uh, a French press, sometimes there's a little tiny bit of okay, you know, grinds sense. at the very, very bottom. Yeah. Just fine ones. Why? Why do you ask that? Oh, because the coffee cups are never completely empty. There's always like a couple gulps in the coffee cup. Well, that's why. Yeah. Now you know. There, now I know. Now, one thing that really I find disturbing is when people leave the tea bag in the cup, in the mug, I guess, or teacup, and then they put milk in it. It's not them having milk in the tea because I use milk in some orange pico teas and things. But it's just the idea of the milk going into the tea bag. I don't know if it's a, an issue, but it just seems odd to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't see an issue with it. I don't. You're gonna put milk in your tea anyway, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I just feel like then you pull out the tea bag and it's also sopping with milk that it could eventually sour. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a non-issue. But I will give one more tip around tea. So the main part of the tip was, of course, steeping. Green tea for three minutes, black tea for four, herbal tea for five. So three, four, five, or however long before you remember that you're making tea. Yeah. But I had a colleague who used to be a server, and her tip was always to put the milk or the cream in the mug first, then pour the tea or coffee in, and it self-stirs instead of putting that in last and then having to stir it. So you mm. put the things in. Does it, it actually self-stir, though? Like, well, it does, it... because when you start to dump it in, it just kind of creates a little little swirl a little swirl uh, i guess why would the milk stay at the very bottom yeah. you know the whole time i uh i saw a meme this week that made me laugh so i'm going to share it because it does have to it fits a little bit with this it says some people think your 40s are boring but later today we're going to costco and getting an entire case of green tea that i tried last weekend and really enjoyed entire case <laughs> I just like the idea of something that seems so mundane and simple is quite exciting and maybe not as exciting in your 20s, but it's definitely. always more exciting in bulk as well. Oh, yeah. When you find a product that you really like and then all of a sudden you buy a thousand of it. Yes. Why not? It's like, what? what's that line of uh, from that comedian, Mitch Hedberg? What does he say? Something like rice you, is a great thing to eat whenever you want a million of something. <laughs> you want to eat <laughs> a lot like of something, that. you can eat a million, yeah. a million grains of rice. <laughs> I it's was funny. also thinking about uh, mini sips. You remember mini sips? Oh, I remember mini sips. Yeah, they I were twenty five cents. There'll be generations who don't. They were twenty five cents. Mm-hmm. That seems kind of expensive. Oh, that's what I remembered anyway. Did you use a, the straw that came with them? No, I ripped a hole and just. Yeah, we gone. all chewed the corner off, right? Yeah. And just probably swallowed a little bit of plastic or spit it out into the environment somewhere. Yeah. I just never trusted the physics of plunging a straw into the middle of a pillow of juice yeah so well you're supposed to put your thumb over top of the the little mini straw on the very top right and then right. plunge it into the even middle. still though the whole thing it was it's, it was a strange so i wondered how many of these straws are you know in circulation floating in our oceans because oh they billions just, and nobody ever needed them they were super popular they might as well just show it on the commercial bite the corner off kids. think of all the plastic from mr freezy's oh yeah <laughs> That's it's just free. full on thick plastic that never breaks down. Probably won't break down for another hundred years. No, it just slices the sides of your mouth open while you're eating your freezy. Especially the, the jumbo ones, man. They were bad news. We used to freeze our mini sips. I've never done that. Yeah. Made them last a little longer. We had If it was 25 cents, then we need to make those last as long as we could. My next tip is around establishing clear rules about when to throw out junk. So... Once you have clear rules established, junk will probably cease to be a problem. 
I'm gonna say false. False on this one. There are all kinds of rules people try to say if I didn't wear the thing for six months, if I didn't yeah. use the thing for it a year. It doesn't spark joy. Yeah, I don't I don't know that we have clear rules. We had that broken chair. Do you remember this chair? The lion chair? Oh, how could I forget about that because chair? Because it's still up there, broken. That's and how I remember it. When we come married, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I'm going to say four or five years ago, at least. I remember us discussing this chair. It's a really cool antique chair, but the base of it was broken. Like, basically, the seat pan was broken. And I guess neither of us were motivated to fix it. But you basically said... Well, it's still not fixed. No, but you you said if it's not fixed by Christmas, and this was probably in the summertime, so six months, we'll get rid of it. But we didn't. We never No, we did. We tried. I put it on Kijiji, and this guy got a hold of me and said, uh, that's a really expensive chair. That's at least a $250 chair. I'm like, oh, will you fix it for me? And I'll pay you to fix it? And he's like, no, I, I don't fix chairs. I'm just telling you that this is a really expensive chair. So I'm like, well, because I, I had it for sale for 50 bucks, I think. Then I took it off, and then now it's still sitting up there, so... Now it's a it's a great shelf and storage unit yeah. for. I'll just throw it out tomorrow. Sell. I'll just I'll just throw it out. I'll just break it into a million pieces and put it out on the. You're side just doing line. that because you want to because you know I like the chair too. I do yeah. like the chair. I wish it was fixed. I just it's an albatross now in our home that it just sits there. Yeah. I when mean, people used to sit in it, glorious days when that chair was functional. People were like, "This is an amazing chair. I love it." It's a very bizarre chair because it's very like, like it's kind of square and in the back it has these like metal sections that you put a rod through in order to recline it or bring it back up kind of thing. Right. And that's the part that's all busted. Well, and at the end of the arms are these lion heads. So you yeah, kind of really rest your hand over the lion. carved lion's heads. It's really cool. Maybe we should show a picture of our broken chair. Perfect. We'll show off our broken chair. Maybe just the lions. The other part is books. We have no rules around books. We don't. We it, do We do uh, get rid of them here and there, though. Sometimes we buy them more than once. Sometimes we, we get rid three. of them, and then I'm like, oh, don't we own that book? You're yeah. like, I got rid of it, and then, I, and then we buy it again. Because we have two or three boxes ready to go right now, and probably 100 or so CDs as well. Ready, ready to, to go. go. They're all ready to go. They just have to be taken to where they need to go. <laughs> we could put them in the trunk and drive around with them for I'll put them out on the sidewalk with the chair tomorrow and yeah. people can pick through them. That seems risky. So, I don't know. What do you think about that one? Uh, which one was it again? <laughs> <laughs> Having rules around old junk. Uh, I think everybody has loose rules on, on junk and stuff. But they're, that's the thing. They're usually just loose. No one's going to be super strict about getting rid of things at a certain time or whatever. Well, there's like that one in, one out. Like if you buy something, you find something to take out of your house. That doesn't, nobody's doing that. They're not coming back from Walmart. I've known people who buy a book, read it, get rid of it right away. Like they don't keep books. Well, if I'm only going to read it once and nobody else in the household is going to want to read it and don't want to pass it on to anybody, then I would get rid of it. But I know you, you like to reread books. I very rarely do so, but I love having them. <laughs> it's like the having. Well, the nonfiction books I am more apt to keep. Yeah, they're like treasures of information, right? And memories of stories you enjoyed. That's And then records are no different. They're just like, I love that song. I want to hear it again. So you can tell what fills up our house based on Jeff's yep. commentary. Yeah. Broken <laughs> records chairs, records. 
Couple CDs. found dead amongst a pile of records and books. I'm just an organized hoarder. <laughs> They're not really organized, but they are in shelves. Not alphabetically, but they are like put together. They're not in piles that you have to... How are they organized, if not alphabetically? I have... You're well, colorblind, so they're, they're not by color. No, they're not color, for sure. Uh, it's more... It's more like um, the records that are closer to the stereo are like records that I listen to the most. And then the ones in the other room are ones that I kind of go to 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 dig in my own stacks, really, to okay. find new music that I forgot I owned. So there is a method to the madness. There's a little bit. I know where most of the records are. I'm actually pretty amazed because what are we at? How many records would you say we're at now? Probably about 3,000. Yeah, I would so say. if you're able to, and we're not exaggerating here because I know we counted quite a while ago and I think we're at 2,500 or but I've, 3,000. For you to be able to go and just pull a record out of the stacks that we mentioned, is, that's impressive. Well, I don't know if it would be a very good percentage, but like I do know where some of them are. Not, <laughs> not all. I know I... <laughs> Like if you said go find Miles Davis's Kind of Blue right now, I wouldn't be able to just say where it is. But I do know where all of my jazz records are. So. Well, they're all in that one case bookcase. Yeah, they're all out here in the by the stereo. But yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. No, they're no the jazz are all in one section. So I know where they're. So but they're not. They're, so it is by genre. They're not in af- alphabetical order or anything like that. No, just the jazz because I have so much. Oh, okay. That's all. That's yeah. all, folks. All right, this next tip, it's also about buying things. So when you're buying things, time and money trade off against each other. So if you're low on money, you should take more time to find deals. And if you're low on time, you should stop looking for great deals and just buy things quickly online. I don't know about this. I feel like if you just buy things quickly, eventually you will also be low on money, <laughs> low on time and low on money. Or make the wrong decision. Like we're kind of going through that right now with our patio furniture. Oh, I know. It's such a big decision, patio furniture, because we live in Canada and we have a lot of months where you can't use it. Yeah. And a lot of months where it's wet outside. So what do you do with the cushions? Where do you store everything? You don't want it to break down, you know, if it's wicker over the winter months. Like, do you holiday? Yeah, there's lots of variables. It's either like enjoy it while we can, put the money into it and enjoy it while we can, or not have anything out there but little plastic chairs. Which were only $30. We bought three $30 Adirondack yeah. chairs. No, they're really nice chairs. But one but... for each of us. Well, they're great, and they're the rain keeps them nice and clean, yeah. especially if the pigeons come back. So there's that. I don't know. I know you really want nice patio furniture. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. I think I think it would just be nice. Uh, we, we would use it if we had it. By the time we retire, we'll have some beautiful patio furniture. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's sort of the last tip. But we'll be back with our criticisms or compliments for more tips. Yeah, we're going to keep episodes. them coming, people. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. And why not leave a review? You can also follow InfoQuench on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till Til next time. time.